What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and we hope you like the new look as we shared our new logo and all of that. We love it. But remember, all of the upheaval and disruption of the last two years has left many asking, what does ministry look like now? The Ministry Now Conference will answer this question. On March 22nd through the 24th, experienced ministry leaders from all across the nation will gather at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas to explore how churches can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth, built by an expert practitioners, and designed to encourage and equip God's people in every area of ministry, this gathering will empower you to live your calling wherever you serve the Lord. And so join us in Fort Worth, Texas, March 22nd through the 24th, and you can reserve your tickets now at swivets.edu forward slash now. What is up, Dr. Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman? It is so marginally good to see you today. How are you, man? Matt, I'm not good. Yeah, why? Do you, do you know why I'm not good? Uh, let's see. Gas is up to about $4. That's true. Uh, there's a That's war true. on the other side of the continent. That's true. And But you're going to complain about baseball. I am. Now, all, now it's not that those things are unimportant, but, but right now, in the immediate future, in the world of Kyle Bierman. Dude, you're going to get And that's baseball. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> that's baseball. Say you're joking, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Let's go. Baseball. There is no joy in Mudville. Kyle, it's going to be okay. We've got college baseball. We've got the that's true. baseball organization. You know, there's still some baseball on. Yeah, TV. that's true. Okay. It's okay, that's man. True. But uh, I'm doing well. We are, as we record this, loading our car, uh, or as this goes live, we will be loading our car uh, to head to Orlando for a week or so in sunny Florida. Hopefully it's sunny. Uh, actually, I'd be okay if it's overcast. But um, <laughs> And are you, doing, are you doing Disney World? Are you doing Universal? Are you doing all the above? Yes, we're doing four days at Disney World and uh, two days at Universal. I can't remember what their two parks are called, Islands of Adventure or something like that, and another one. And are you going to the Wizarding World? Yes, we are. And we've all right now. I've now 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 you'll be canceled. I'm sorry, Matt. You're canceled. Both been canceled. (laughs) And speaking of canceling today, we are talking about social media. Think before you tweet five biblical considerations about social media posts. Now, Kyle, you ran this from yep. our mutual friend, Clint Ellis, which on Sunday I'll be preaching for him. You can be praying for his nice. church in Tallahassee. I'll be preaching for him this Sunday. Uh, but uh, but as we talk about this, he shared a post on NAM Replant blog uh, about social media and about how we utilize it and ultimately how we utilize it for the glory of God. And so today, quickly, we're just going to run through these five considerations as you stand in front of or behind or whatever with your laptop, uh, ready to go, ready to fire off that tweet, what you need to think before you tweet. Number one is where we start. Start with a commitment to God to glorify him with your post. Kyle, take it away. 
Yeah, and so, and so he quotes Psalm nineteen fourteen: "May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer." And and I just I think if we started here, um, there would be a whole lot of things that would not be posted that that could be problematic. You know, does this does this glorify God, or is this going to cause um, maybe some people to do the opposite of glorifying God? Right? Is it going to maybe even cause um, a reproach upon the name of God uh, with those who would see it, particularly those who are who are not believers. Um, yeah, I just I just think you know, and and I've I've certainly been guilty of this. I know you have um, uh-huh. as well. <laughs> and it's a, you know this and I mean in all in all honesty, this is a really good question to ask ourselves before we do anything, right? Like before before I get up out of bed in the in, in the morning, can, how can I glorify? God, does getting out of bed glorify God today? Nope. Okay. <laughs> and and I think a couple of uh, days ago, or maybe now weeks, it, that right now everything's just rolling together into one. Uh, so it could have been yesterday, it could have been a month ago. Uh, but a prominent evangelical leader uh, shared about just his realization that every careless thought and word and everything is is between him and and God, and, and deleted past posts and and repented and just said, you know. I'm just taking a break from this uh, because it's easy to fire off that tweet. And, and one, you know, and we'll dig into some of this stuff in a little bit, but forgetting not just that there's a guy on the other side of the interwebs that you're attacking or whatever it might be, but also that you're held to that standard with a holy and righteous God. And so a great question to start, as you said, everything, whether it's eating that Big Mac, getting out of bed, uh, what you just said about Major League Baseball, uh, being more important than a war in Ukraine, uh, you need to start with a commitment to God that you're going to glorify him with your post. And then number two, before you engage someone or in some kind of a debate on social media, maybe a you know a Facebook group or a tweet thread, whatever, discern the likely outcome of your engagement. Because Kyle, I don't know about you, but you know, I was I was a committed Calvinist until one Facebook post changed that. No, you know, I'm totally kidding. Whatever commitments, all that kind of stuff that you have, sometimes you have to ask yourself, is this worth, am I going to change somebody's perspective or or whatever as you debate? So before you engage someone or a debate on social media, you need to think about the likely outcome of your engagement, because it's not just between you and Kyle, unless it is just a Facebook message, you know, or a direct message or a text. It is seen by thousands upon thousands of people. And then if it's public, uh, then technically the entire world could see. And uh, and he talks about Proverbs 26, 4 through 5. What does that say, Kyle? It says, don't answer a fool according to his foolishness or you will become like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his foolishness or he'll become wise in his own eyes. And so I think what it's saying there is that you need wisdom in the way you respond to people. For sure. Yeah. So there, there, there's a season to respond. There is a season to bite your tongue. <laughs> yes. Or, or just bite your fingers. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're not typing. Uh, but typically, you know who you follow, uh, who you're friends with on social media, who their friends are connected to. And as such, it should not be tough for us to discern, he says, where and when to engage. If you know that an individual is unlikely to change, to be moved, by your input, resist the urge to wade into 
the debate, right? You know, we've seen it time and time again, somebody posts something and the typical characters come in and you know the immediate after aftermath of that and, and it just ends up being a difficult day for all involved. And uh, But he says, on the other hand, if your input is likely to be well-received, feel free to enter that exchange. And, and I think that's important too. Just because somebody could disagree with something that I say or some kind of truth that, that you have from, from God's word, that kind of deal, doesn't mean that just because somebody's going to take it the wrong way that you shouldn't post it, but you just have to use wisdom here. And so that's why he's, he's calling us to, to discern, right? Just think about the situation. Think about, read the room, as we say, read what's going on, see what's happening. And, uh, and sometimes, as he added, a personal call or a text uh, to somebody that maybe you see something they said online is infinitely better uh, because when it's public and so forth, they then immediately are going to have the pride on display and so forth and have to chime in and maybe seek to defend themselves where a phone call, a text or something like that uh, would would do just fine. Kyle? But what if I'm always right and everyone just needs to agree with me, Matt? Well, you know, you don't have a verified badge on Twitter, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Number three. Speaking of Kyle, as he entered this uh, discussion um, talking about baseball, consider the state of your heart. Kyle is having a hard day, right? Baseball is not back. We don't know when it will be back. And so Kyle is so upset, so bitter, that maybe he would have the temptation to enter into the foray of social media and just long loft out some missiles and everything else and just destroy everybody in his path. But if you're consistently drawn to social media debates, arguments, or controversies, you need to check your heart. Luke 614, 645 says, Good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil in his heart, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. I think the latter speaks to Bart Barber, but that's another topic. <laughs> so what flows out of our fingertips is not much different than what flows out of our mouth, right? You know, so when when you're regularly talking and, you know, as a pastor or, you know, arguing with friends personally, you know, one-on-one, all of that kind of stuff, if you're very contentious in person, uh, it's definitely going to probably overflow onto social media. media. But sometimes people that are great in person get behind a computer and it's completely different. And, uh, and, you know, either it is, I'm late, it's late, I'm tired, I'm frustrated with something that's happening in my life here, the real world. And then, so I'm going to go out and try and kind of show off on social media. And that's very, uh, very tempting and very difficult to, to pursue. So if Christ dwells in us, we have to be careful to reflect that reality in our social media presence. Kyle? Yeah, and I think social media, it, it it can be a wonderful tool, but it also reveals a whole lot about the state of our hearts, right? Because as you mentioned, I mean, you, sometimes you'll come across someone who's who's wonderful in person, but online, they're just a completely different, they have a completely different personality. I think some of that is because <laughs> sometimes if you, if you said the things uh, face-to-face that, that you would type online, there's a fist coming from the, from the person across from you, right? That doesn't exist. And so sometimes it's very easy to be um, harsher and to say meaner things um, coming from a keyboard than, than face-to-face. 
Um, and, and yeah, I just, like I said, I think that reveals something about the heart and um, a desire, I think, for uh, controversy and a desire to um, stir up debates, um, arguments, and then just kind of watch, you know, <laughs> sometimes I think folks just like to like to post something and then and then disengage, pull back and just watch like the the fire bombs get thrown <laughs> back and forth and just sit back and enjoy, you know, the the carnage that that results. Um and that yeah, like it's it's a heart issue, absolutely. And I think the qualifications of pastors that we have in scripture uh still speak to this and uh, and how we are quarrelsome yeah. and and that kind of thing what you just described. Number 4 and I'm going to add a caveat to this one. Find someone to hold you accountable slash, if I was writing this article, find someone that you can share your hot takes with. Mm, uh, yeah. So if if you know that you do, you see something going on or whatever that you really want to chime in and you know that you shouldn't share it, you need somebody that you can get that off the chest. Am I missing this? Is this right? Is this wrong? Yeah. Whatever. But yes, you need somebody to hold you accountable. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up, but pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Kyle, why is accountability important? Yeah, well, accountability keeps you from being stupid, right? And and so in this, I mean, you need someone to hold you accountable who um, is willing to push back on you and, and isn't just going to be a cheerleader you know, it, it doesn't do any good to have someone to hold you, quote, accountable, who's constantly saying, yes, you're right. Every idea that you have is brilliant. You're the, you're the only person on the Internet who could figure the whole world out right now. Yeah. Right. You need someone to who, who's not afraid to tell you, you know, may, maybe in no uncertain terms that you're an idiot every once in a while. And you don't really need to post that. Yeah. Yeah. And then number five, don't be afraid to walk away. I like what Dr. Bar Barber has said a few times that he is there for enjoyment. He is on social media to yeah. enjoy it, to have fun. He and I banter back and forth. He banters with others. Uh, he's got a wide platform of people from every kind of theological bent and persuasion. Uh, but he is there to have fun and has said multiple times, if it ceases being fun, he's just not going, going to do yeah. it anymore. Now, it hasn't been fun for me for a long time. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still there. And, and for me, you know, I share the Spurgeon quotes in the morning, a few pictures here and there, but it, it's just something. And then you're a thorn and Bart's side the rest of the time. <laughs> that the rest of the time I have 50% Spurgeon, 50% trolling Bart, uh, but don't be afraid to walk away. Matthew five nineteen says, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out, throw it away for it's better that you lose one of the parts of your body than the whole body be thrown into hell and uh and so some strong words from from clint well from scripture but that clint quoted in his his article that you need to be willing to walk away when you see it getting heated when you see whatever going on that is going down a path that you should not walk know when to stop and this i think goes back to number four and then all of this goes back to number one trying to glorify god and everything that you say think do and tweet and then knowing that you need accountability for that knowing also hey this is going down a path that I can't follow. Walk away. Stop tweeting. Put it away. Go watch Tiger King. Whatever it might be, you know. So, so Kyle, why why is it important to know when to walk away? Well, yeah, uh, social media is a tool, right? Um, and it can be used in a good way, or it can also be used um, 
to damage and destroy others. Um, and so you can either, like anything else, you can use it to build others up and encourage them and, you know, to keep up with friends that you haven't seen in person in a long time and, you know, silly cat videos, or you can use it to um, cause division and strife and to drive wedges um, in your church, in your family, in, um, you know, a convention of churches in the politics. I mean, you can, it, it can be used in wonderful ways. It can also be abused. And so I think if you're, you know, if your temptation is to uh, use it and, and if it's to, to cause division, or if you see it causing like strife and anger and bitterness in your own life, then yeah, it's better to walk away so that it doesn't lead to more detrimental outcomes in your own life and in your ministry. And I think one of the, one of the saddest things that could happen from a pastor who um, is un or a pastor believer, anyone who's unwilling to walk away is that um, their social media life ruins their ministry in the long term. That, that is, that is, that's an outcome that's absolutely not worth it, right? Social media is not worth that risk. If, if that's a temptation. If you're younger and, and really anybody, uh, know that your tweets can and will be used against you. Yes. Because other employment, all of that kind of stuff. Something I said often as a student pastor yep. is think before you post. And uh, because colleges look at it, you know, jobs yep. look at it. Uh, if you are a pastor, your next church is going to look at it. Yep. Um, and, uh, and so it's important to make sure that number one, you start with the commitment to glorify God with your posts, with your tweets, with everything, your retweets, your likes, all of that, that we're trying to glorify God by being on social media. That before you engage debate or any of that on social media, discern the likely outcome of that engagement. Consider the state of your heart as you're doing this. Find somebody that's going to hold you accountable. If you think, hey, maybe should, should I, should I not share this? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Find somebody that you can roll it by, see what they think. They might be, yeah, absolutely, or uh, maybe not. How's your heart doing? That kind of deal. And then finally, of course, don't be afraid to, to walk away. And that might mean walking away from social media. If you cannot engage in all of these areas uh, in a way that's going to glorify God, that it is a constant temptation, be willing to just delete the account and walk away if that is necessary. And uh, because we, we have enough going on uh, that we don't, we don't need to be the arbiters of throwing out all the different Twitter bombs and all the hot takes and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, because people are hurting, people need encouragement. And remember, as Matthew 5.13 says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but, but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So he says, think before you tweet. Kyle, send us out very carefully uh, before you get canceled again. <laughs> Well, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as black as my soul, but there is no baseball. What's wrong with you people?